and welcome to a bonus episode of Bottled Up, a wine podcast, sort of. It's a bonus episode. It's a bonus, sort of. We, because we assume that as much as you love us, listeners, you don't want to sit and listen to us for two hours at a pop. No, I figure half an hour, 10 minutes, you know, maybe three. Yeah. So we, we have some extra, extra stuff we want to talk about. We got some good stuff. Last week, y'all sent us all kinds of questions. Um, and, and we obviously ran out of time, couldn't answer them. So thought, why not do it now and fill the void in the week between episodes? I with hate more than an one. empty void. I love a full void. I like when my void is full. <laughs> Isn't that just then land? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like when my shrimp is jumbo. Do you understand? It's I, a thing. I see what you're getting at. I like my <laughs> corn dog cooked. Nope. Went off the nope, rails. There. Off the rails. Fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jen, why don't you start us off with a question or two? Oh my God. So one of the questions that we got um, was um, about how to choose a wine when you're in the wine store. And, you know, I hope, I always hope every question, like for our lady listeners, I don't know if boys have the equivalent of this, but like girl magazines for when you're a teen, um, always seem to be like forever long and sort of weirdly about dating. Like, I don't know if he likes me or not. Cause he hasn't asked me to the prom yet, but he had did try to finger me back in the football game. But anyway, should I wear a blue dress or a purple dress? Like, you're like, wait, what? This was such a journey of a question. Cause you know teenage girls um so i was hoping we'd get more of those but anyway um somebody asked what are the like key things to if you do want to engage your wine store person um as opposed to just walking in finding a cute label and being like awesome um what are some of the things that that you how would you how do you not feel so intimidated engaging the wine guy it's intimidating especially when you walk into a place like I'm going to go outside of New York here. And when you go to like total wine or one of those warehouse wine stores, Oh right, I was like, I don't know what total wine is, but it sounds fun. It's, it's total wine and spirits. And they have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bottles. And you walk in there and like, basically look at the sale rack right next to the door where they're giving out samples, get six bottles and run away. That is a little like a Stu Leonard's for those of us yeah. more local, whatever. The Stu Leonard's wine shop is always a bit like there's 80,000 samples going on. You already have a cart full of $400 worth of stuff. You're not sure you wanted. And you're just like, I don't know uh, these two bottles. Does this go with rabbit moose? I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> so the simple, like the best way is, if, if the store has uh, like a seasonal display up front, it's a great place to start. Walk nice. in, look at that seasonal display. They're probably like, if it's November, they've probably got some Beaujolais up. If it's summer, they've probably got all the rosés up, you know, and why don't you start there? Good There'll point. probably be a sales rep nearby and they're, they'll approach you. And there always is. <laughs> always is, especially in New York because the stores are about 10 by 10. Uh, but you, you go and the, well, what are you looking for today? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to a picnic in the park and I would like something to serve there. And I want to spend about 15 bucks. Like, don't make this guy or gal go find you 40 bottles only for you to be like, 
eh, I was looking yeah. to spend a lot less than that. Yeah. So like, don't be ashamed. Be like, listen, I'm going to a party. This is about what I want to spend. It's not yeah. like a fancy pants dinner. I'm trying to get laid or married at. Hey, even if you are 15 bucks, will get you there. Listen, who among us? Am I right? Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> clink, clink, chin, chin. Anyway, yeah, we've still got some of our bottle from Adega. So they're a great place. You could walk in. I also think it's helpful just personally to like have a sense of what you've liked in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So like, like it's a good starting like. place for that person. For if, you to or, say, well, I've had, I on. really like Malbecs or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it's helpful for the salespeople to go, okay. Yeah, because generally if, if you don't know, like if the salesperson approaches you and you're like, oh, I'm going to a picnic. I don't really know what I like. They kind of flail or they present you with 20 questions and then you just grab the display rack and run away. Um, right. So yeah. I, I mean, that's, and that's um full, full disclosure. That's anywhere, folks. Don't go to a restaurant and ask the waitress, will I like this tuna niçoise? The waitress doesn't know what you eat. Knock it off. And the chances like, are, if it's a tuna niçoise, you won't like it so don't order it no when i first moved to new york uh i'm from a place where no one ever ate tuna raw that was so weird and so i worked at a restaurant called the saloon which was right across from lincoln center very a little bit fancy pants uh or a little bit up its own ass more than fancy pants. Yeah, you know, um up its fancy ass pants up its fancy ass pants is the worst but they did have a tuna niswa and my hick ass was very confused why people kept wanting to eat this raw fish on their salad. And I kept <laughs> warning people, like I would legit warn people who ordered it. Do you want that well done? And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, but okay, you know that that fish is gonna be like rare, right? That's gonna, and they'd it's be gonna like, be cold. It's gonna be like pink and stuff. And they'd just be like, look at me like, you're not from here, are you? Um, but that, you know, when you go into a store, don't just be like, I'm gonna get, I gotta get something from my dad. If you don't know what your dad likes, we don't know what your dad likes. So having done a million jobs, have a tiny sense of what you want. Just a wee, wee yeah. one, a springboard, a platform, if you will. On, on the flip side, if you don't know what you want, know what you don't want. Good. Also good. Good flip side. No, like, I don't want champagne. I don't want rosé. I don't want sweet wine. Like, that's, that, that, that helps be... too. Like if you're, I don't like froze. People always try to buy froze in the summer, and I'm like, I think it's gross. It's uh, well, yeah, I've had people some love it. That's that fine. Passable, but yeah, and we'll never yuck your yum. If you like froze, you drink that fuck out of that froze, and that I way I don't that have to. I don't like the froze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I was hosting a stand up show once, and the bartender gave me it was like two for one drinks for the comics, and I was just like they were froze was their special so i was like just give me a small one and i'll pump your special for you while i'm hosting because i am as we've covered a hero so I, but hero. she insisted that i get the two for one so she gave me a pint glass full of froze that i was trying to drink while being funny with a microphone <laughs> and it just it didn't go well it, you know, to those who love it, they love it fiercely and more power to them. Drink it up. It's drink it up, drink it up it, safely <laughs> at a social distance and responsibly don't drive. I feel yeah, like every now and then we should say that because we are an alcohol podcast. Good point. Um, drink responsibly. Well, you, it is a very easy thing to forget for those of us that live in New York and can get hammered and then get in a cab yeah 
get in that Uber, get in that Lyft, go home, uh, and then realize you left your keys in downtown Brooklyn. (laughs) Or you don't know how you got upstairs and you're certain you didn't fold your clothes. Um, Either option maybe has happened to people. The point is- didn't know in Ripley the suburbs. Was yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly, this is before I had a dog. Doesn't matter. Longer story. This is just bonus content. Um, hey, let's so the go. Other, to- yeah, let's go to a different question. <laughs> Get off this weird, not at all rapey story that sounds like it is. That Jen is sharing. <laughs> um, I've I've got I've got one here. Uh, let's see. It says, "Is rosé a mix of red and white wine?" That is a good question. That is a good question. It's also a really hard one to answer. <gasps> really? Okay. Yeah. So I know I've mentioned briefly that countries, states, regions dictate the laws of what constitutes their wine. Like in Beaujolais, which we talked about in episode one, can only be made from Gamay. It's the only grape they can make wine out of. In, my belly. <laughs> in the United States, you might see something labeled single varietal, and it'll just be like Merlot, single varietal. Uh, chances are it's actually about 80% Merlot and 20% a bunch of other stuff. So the same thing goes with rosé. There's certain places where it is legal to mix red and white wine. Most of those places are in Italy. For everywhere else, it's uh, it's a process where you allow this a, a little bit of skin contact and then you pull the skin away because rosé is made from red grapes. You crush it, you press it, you get the skins out of there. It doesn't ferment. It doesn't age with the skins. So for those of us at home with the rosé, if you're drinking a lot of rosé, pull out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you don't <laughs> want to leave it in too long with rosé. You uh, don't. You don't, but that's uh, interesting. This is uh, this is how you get so many different colors of rosé. Because if you go to the that wine store, you've got everything from like coral to the palest like pink rose color, uh, and everything in between. And some wines that I would qualify as full on red wines, but because of the methodology of the winemaking, they are rosé wine. So, uh, dear listener Dan, I hope. <laughs> that answers your question thanks for the question dan thanks dan (laughs) um so uh, that's that is a good question and i having been to italy and am italian would punch you in the face if you mixed half a glass of red and white so just as a side note um so but speaking of mixing glasses another question we got which if anybody has ever been to a party or been at a bar inevitably this has happened at some point you have spilled your red wine or if you've hosted a party and you look over my friend uh through a uh was it, it might have been her 40th birthday might have been her 30th birthday dude i don't know uh i feel like i'm 100 most days but she through this big party she rented the space through a friend was the only way we were able to rent it everything in the place was white it was beautiful it was a great party and her brother um, was making cocktails. They weren't red wine and white wine, but they were, because her birthday's right by Christmas. So it was like red um, teenies. Sure. And then green green teenies, like they managed to like make it Christmassy. Okay, cute. Oh, that's cute. Except for yeah. the one guy who drank too much of both 
and vomited a lovely brownish color, but it was mainly red, all over the beautiful white sitting area in this rental space. Uh, he was never invited again. The point is, don't cry over spilt wine. Do you see what I did? I do. Uh, spilt milk is actually grosser because it stinks. It stinks and ruins every party. Right? No, and also, yeah. don't serve milk at your parties unless you're having baby parties. Which is or you're crazy. doing a Clockwork Orange themed party. I guess. <laughs> actually, like how about parties. this? Don't throw a Clockwork Orange themed party. For babies. For babies. <laughs> Actually, that might be the only time it's acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. You can always tell by the bonus episode. We've definitely had more of our bottles. Um, I like this bottle but a lot. It is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you again, Adega. Yeah, Adega delivering. Astoria. The, the Sepa de Familia Malbec 2017. Um, I didn't say this before. It was um, 16 bucks. So. Oh, yeah. 16 bucks. That's a great price. And it is delicious. Well worth it. Yep. Um, so you spill a little red wine, you're going to live. Everybody runs for the seltzer, right? Isn't that what you, if you're in a bar, you get that's a what I thought. That's what uh, Ellen DeGeneres taught me. It's a lot of things Ellen taught um, <laughs> Mainly how to but mistreat the, your staff. Exactly. <laughs> Mainly how to be nice, but not really. Um, <laughs> and seltzer is a nice tide over. We all need to feel like we, we ha- we're doing something, right? You can't just let it sit. You, you do something. Yeah, you, you can't um, just... Walk right? away. But if you're at a party and you spill, own it. Who gives a shit? If it's somebody else's house, however, we want to get it cleaned up, right? So if you spill a little, there's two tried and true methods to get it out, red wine out of anything. White wine, don't even tell anybody you spilled. Nobody noticed. It's fine. <laughs> um, shh. But the uh, red wine, you can either blot it up a little bit. Let's say it's a carpet or a sofa, something like that. That's easily like a surfacey thing as opposed to a shirt. Blot it a little bit, dump some salt on it, leave it alone. There's some sort of chemical reaction in the tannins and the oak barrels and the salt gets it up. Um, Alternatively with shirts or with things like later, like let's say the party's over and the next morning you stumble out of your room and you've got the histamine headache and you're like dying. And then you see the splotch of red wine that your asshole friend Bill spilled. Okay, great. So now you can do a little hydrogen peroxide dish soap mix I don't know why the dish soap part matters. Cuts grease, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, and that, that'll get it's it out. Ringing a bell. Do you remember that show, uh, Two Fat Ladies, the BBC cleaning I show? Fucking love the Two Fat so Ladies. So good. I can't even believe you just brought up the Two Fat Ladies. Oh my god. There's, first of all, let's talk about my favorite episode of Two Fat Ladies. I realize <laughs> this is a bonus content. Nobody signed on for this, but here it is. One. Neither of these women was terribly fat. So first of all, stop it, Brits. But second of all, they were a delight. And for people who've never seen it, it was two women who used like old methods to get things clean, like Worcestershire sauce will <laughs> clean your brass, right? Like that it's kind true. of shit. Yeah, it'll um, clean your brass, all right. Yeah, it's what I'm saying. I don't know why I went Jersey, but. Me neither, but it was great. But they also would do things like, um, and I still do this today, they would cut a lemon in half, sort of stab it a little bit just to loosen its little flesh up a little bit cut the bottom so it sits nice in a dish, fill the lemon half with salt, put it in your fridge, natural freshener for your fridge. The salt absorbs the odors, the lemon is freshening. Do it tomorrow. This is a show that hasn't been on the air in 400 years, people. I'm still taking away lessons. It's so good. They went to some woman's house who had, give or take, 4,000 parakeets in her house. (laughs) 
or well, as they're how known many in your friends did they have budgies <laughs> and she called them she had a terrible accent with like a lisp and a slight issue and so it was like oh my little dicky birds i love them so i love them so and she said it a lot and um there was so much bird shit in her house because they were free range that slugs had started to come in (gasps) to eat the bird shit okay so the best part of the episode is they sit down in a living room with her the two fat ladies are clearly losing their fucking minds because they're like being dive bombed by birds it's a hot mess right there's a plate on the table from the woman's dinner from like days ago that has chicken bones on it which is nothing less than insulting but there it is and it's covered in bird shit so that's how long it's been there and as they're talking and she's explaining but i love my dicky birds i can't put them away the one fat lady notices that there's bird shit like on the horizontal portion of the or the vertical part of the wall Right, like the bird, how did the bird shit sideways? So she tries to delicately say, but there does seem to be bird feces everywhere. I just, I see that that doesn't bother you. How did it get there, for example? And the woman (laughs) says, and luckily has bird shit on her shoulder to demonstrate. She goes, sometimes when I'm sitting, I eat my dinner, the dicky birds fly by and I just flick it off onto the wall. Uh, okay, I get this is revenge for the gross mushroom juice, but like, <laughs> I'll tell you what, dumping a bunch of salt in that house would have cleaned stuff up too. Would have cleaned would've some gotten stuff rid of the, up. Would have gotten rid of the slugs. The birds wouldn't have liked it. I don't know. Maybe the lady would have shrunk. It would have been. I don't know. Well, I don't know. She was apparently a songwriter too. I don't know why I remember that part, but she had a keyboard that was covered in bird shit. Oh, BBC Four, you brought us so many delights back in the day. So please look it up. In fact, I'm going to look up so that we can post about it if they ever gave any wine cleaning tips. Oh, I bet they did because if I recall, they enjoyed a bit of a tipple. And with of course that, they did. I think we're going to enjoy some tippling. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning into this bonus episode. We love answering your questions. Send us more. Uh, you can get us on the Instagram at bottled up, bottled underscore up underscore podcast on Facebook, bottled up podcast, uh, bottled up podcast dot blog is our webpage. And I uh, please like, and if you know us, just slide into our DMS. We'll do like, oh, we don't yeah. care. Have a couple glasses and then slide into the DMs. It's a lot Listen, more Listen, kids, get tippling <laughs> and then slide into our DMs. <laughs> That's that. This has been a bonus episode of Bottled Up. Hey, salute and swallow. Mazel tov. Mazel.